Let me in. This is Sunday night's main event. What do you guys want to talk about? On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I'm better than you. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own. I take pride in calling a stooge a stooge, you stooge. Yeah. Acknowledge me. It's Sunday. And you know what that means. I'm Boris Roberto Aguilar. Welcome you to Canada's premier wrestling radio show, Sunday Night's Main Event, powered by Podstars.net. Get ready to take your podcasting career to the next level over at Podstars.net. Podstars is a talented and passionate community that will give you the opportunity to interview top professionals from a variety of industries where they're going to share their insights and experiences with your audience. Plus, everyone who signs up is going to have access to the exclusive celebrity catalog featuring some of the best in the business, both new and established. It's free to join. And as a member of the Podstars community, you can choose from our catalog of celebrities to interview on your podcast. And if you're interested for an additional monthly fee of only $8.99 per month, you can upgrade to the community plan. And that is a whole different catalog full of some of the best experts and professionals in their fields. As well, you're going to have access to the entire Podstars catalog. It is a great way to invest in your podcast as you're going to save time and money by being able to book guests all from just one platform with an expansive catalog that is constantly being added to. So why wait? Join www.podstars.net now and start exploring all that they have to offer. You're not going to want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to elevate your podcasting career and be part of the exciting community. So all you need to do is go over to www.podstars.net. And that's podstars with a Z slash Z at the end. This show is always free across the country on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks and through several affiliate stations across this beautiful land. You can also find us in podcast form online at AskHenryRadio.com and you can even subscribe by going to your favorite podcast catcher or app and searching for Sunday night's main event and you get everything that we have to offer. You can even be part of the family and help us keep the lights on by joining the Patreon network for just $5 a month. You get extended versions of various shows and like I mentioned at late last year starting February 1st we're going to relaunch the entire Patreon experience for you and more information on that is coming up. So if you want to be part of the family, just go to patreon.com slash SNME radio. And for $5 a month, you will be able to join the family. Oh, we have such a great show for you today. Happy New Year to everyone. And it's already been a busy week in the world of wrestling. As we get closer and closer to the relaunch of TNA Wrestling, we're going to be chatting some TNA Wrestling on this week's roundtable. We're also going to be chatting the road to Royal Rumble. And where does Cody Rhodes go from here? Will he be able to finish his story? Or is The Rock's return putting a hampering on that plan? What about CM Punk? Who is Seth Rollins going to face? And ultimately, who will be facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? We have so many questions to come by, and all of those are going to be answered later on on the S-Enemy Roundtable. We're also going to be chatting some AEW because after this week's programming, I got to say, AEW feels a little refreshed, a little fresh, a little different, a little, you know, just a little more focused. So we're going to be chatting about that all throughout the show. We have a great show for you. So with so much on the go, let's just get straight to the news of the week. I'm afraid I've got some news. It's been a week, but we should probably talk about it. And that's Tony Khan confirming the rumors that Andrade is probably leaving AEW after last week's world end. This is what he said. As it stands right now, I don't see him renewing his contract, but he is someone who I have a lot of respect for and would be parting on good terms is Andrade El Idolo. I wonder where he shows up. Will he go to CMLL? Or are all these rumors of him returning to WWE true? Well, time will tell. The most serious charge against Liv Morgan has been dropped by law enforcement officials in Florida. Morgan is no longer being charged with possession of drugs. 
possibly synthetic cannabinoid. Morgan still faces a possession of marijuana, not more than 20 grams charge, but that has been moved to a misdemeanor court. That charge can be punishable of up to one year in jail or probation and a $1,000 fine. Because Morgan was driving at the time of arrest, she could also face the suspension of her license. The recreational use of marijuana is still illegal in the state of Florida and approximately half of the United States. WWE is continuing their international reach as it pertains to PLEs. As it was announced earlier this week, that Money in the Bank is heading to the Great White North. It's going to be held on Saturday, July 6th at the Scotia Bank Arena. And WWE is having an entire weekend in Toronto because similar to SummerSlam back in 2019, WWE is going to be on hand with Friday Night SmackDown on Friday, July 5th and NXT Heatwave on Sunday, July 7th. So just to recap, Elimination Chamber is going to be in Perth, Australia on February 24th. WrestleMania Backlash on May 4th is going to be in Lyon, France. And we are going to be getting the Bash in Berlin on August 31st. That's a heck of an international schedule for WWE PLEs. And I personally think that this trend is going to be continuing. PW Insider reporting that Camille's contract with NWA is over and she will not be renewing it as there is tons of interest from WWE in signing her. Then on the weekend, Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that the 31-year-old Camille is expected to end up in WWE and will likely start in NXT. Camille had a dominant reign as NWA Women's World Champion from 2021 to 2023, holding the title for more than eight years hundred days her nwa contract expired at the start of 2024 and if all accounts are true we will be seeing her in nxt shortly TKO Group Holdings Incorporated, the parent company of both WWE and UFC, has announced that it has combined both brands' global partnership teams into one unit. This is a team that manages the company's marketing and sponsorship deals, including the various brand integration campaigns. The combined unit will now be led by Executive Vice President and Head of Global Partnerships for TKO, who played a key role in driving UFC's global partnerships. Well, there you go. WWE and UFC combining and merging more departments. Wonder what the future holds for a lot of these office positions and vital roles. After this past Wednesday's Dynamite, Tony Khan confirmed that Deanna Perrazzo has indeed signed with AEW. Sending out a tweet or an X, it's official. At Deanna Perrazzo is All Elite. What a great moment for the hometown hero, the virtuosa tonight on TBS Network on Wednesday night. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. With the return of TNA set for six days from now, TNA has announced that they are returning to Canada. The new era of TNA wrestling returns to Windsor, Ontario, Canada for two nights on the campus of St. Clair College, Friday and Saturday, March 8th to 9th. The action kicks off Friday with Sacrifice, which will air live on the TNA Plus app. Then on Saturday, TNA will be in Windsor to capture all the in-ring action for upcoming episodes of the company's flagship weekly TV show that airs at 8 p.m. Eastern every Thursday night on Access TV and Fight Network in Canada. Tickets for both Windsor shows go on sale Saturday, January 13th at 10 a.m. over at TNAWrestling.com. On his appearance with friend of the show, Chris Van Vliet, on his podcast, Insight with Chris Van Vliet, Rick Boogs has announced that he is retiring from pro wrestling. He will be focusing on personal training instead. New Japan Pro Wrestling held two of their bigger shows of the year during this past week. And after New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Year's Dash event, not only did Matt Riddle appear via video to challenge Hiroshi Tanahashi for the NJPW World TV title, but it was announced that Will Ospreay's final match for the company will be at New Beginning in Osaka on Sunday, February the 11th. The United Empire will take on the Bullet Club War Dogs in a steel cage match that's right a steel cage match in new japan pro wrestling it has been at least a decade since we've seen that and what a way to see off will osprey before going to aew full-time after his debut on smackdown this past friday tyler Bate is officially 
on the main WWE roster and listed internally as a SmackDown wrestler. There you go. Tyler Bate has finally graduated to the main roster. During an interview with Tokyo Sports, Brian Danielson was talking a little bit more about his retirement. He had this to say, I plan to do 5-10 to 10 matches every year once I'm a part-time wrestler. I've been fighting every week for a long time, and I'm thinking of narrowing down the game. When I finish this year, I think I'll play 5-10 to 10 games a year. He then named some of his dream, dream opponents from the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster, including Shingo Takaki, Hiromu Takahashi, El Desperado, Tomohiro Ishii, Tetsuyo Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi. With the month of December done, here are your top merch sellers from both WWE and AEW, courtesy of WrestleNomics. From the WWE shop in 10th place, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin. In 9th place, Roman Reigns. In 8th place, Rhea Ripley. In 7th place, John Cena. In 6th place, Bray Wyatt. In 5th, Randy Orton. 4th, LA Knight. Third, Jay Uso, second, CM Punk, and the number one merch getter for WWE in the month of December is Cody Rhodes. If we take a look at the AEW shop, we have at number 10, Prince Nana, 9, Will Ospreay, 8, Hangman Adam Page, 7, John Moxley, 6, MJF, 5, The Acclaimed, 4, Adam Copeland, 3, Better Than You, Bay Bay, 2, Swerve Strickland, and number 1, well, generic AEW shirts. It's very interesting here. Osprey hasn't even had a match under his official contract in AEW as in Rady in the top 10 sellers. And then on the WWE side, Cody Rhodes holding on to the number 1 spot over CM Punk is very interesting. And it's... Uh, you know, it's kind of sad to see that LA Knight has dropped so much, but, you know, you can't be sad at fourth place for top merch getters. So there you have it. We're going to be taking a quick break here on Sunday night's main event here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And when we come back, well, I'm going to be talking about what I expect for 2024 in the world of wrestling. And then later on in the show, we're going to have the SNME roundtable as I am joined by Eric B of your Draw Straws Review. I'm also going to be joined by Brad the Dad and SNME newcomer Andre C. And we're going to be chatting so much, including New Japan Pro Wrestling, the return of TNA, some WWE predictions, and a possible refresh and new feeling in AEW. So leave it locked in here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. From pillar to post and coast to coast, this is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Hey, did you know that Saturday, February 24th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the Children's Arena for Destiny's Reckless? Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Flight is showing up. Vanna Black, Tara Zep, Lindsay Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And welcome back to TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday night's main event. That's Canada's premier wrestling radio show powered by Podstars.net. All right. So like I mentioned, we've already had a busy week here and it's only been one week in 2024 on Raw. We saw the return of The Rock. 
What does this mean for WrestleMania? What does this mean for Roman Reigns? What does this mean for Cody Rhodes? You, we've all been talking about the story and this his story ending. And what's really interesting is that over on the Facebook group, which you can join by searching for S Enemy Radio on Facebook, is that a lot of people are starting to think, you know, why doesn't he just finish his story in AEW? Well, I don't know. Personally, I don't think that at the end of the day, him finishing his story is the story that his dad wasn't able to finish. And that's the story of the belt that eluded his entire family. Uh, so that's obviously the WWE World Championship. Um, and it, does this mean that, you know, what's at play here? Is his main event spot really in danger with The Rock appearing? I personally don't think so. I've always said, and I will maintain, that Cody Rhodes doesn't necessarily need to beat Roman Reigns. I think he does need to beat him in some shape or form down the line for legacy reasons, but to be to but to win the belt against Roman Reigns isn't necessarily required. So we saw this past Friday night on SmackDown that after the bloodline just completely decimated Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight, uh, Nick Aldis declared a four-man matchup for Royal Rumble. Now, having this four-man matchup really opens up the doors because now we don't even need to have Roman Reigns get pinned to lose the championship. But does this draw like a black eye under his long reign? Does Do people really matter? Is this part of the story? Like, what, what do you think is going to happen? I honestly am thinking more and more and more that Roman Reigns will not be champion heading into WrestleMania. So that is one of my bold predictions of 2024 is that we are going to get The Rock versus Roman Reigns, but it will not be for any title belt. I've always maintained that that match doesn't need a title, and we're seeing the writing on the wall to a certain extent of that actually being the case. So with that scenario there, who is going to be the champion? We have the possibility of LA Knight, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Honestly, with the history of everyone, I would love to see Randy Orton capture the championship and he be the one to drop the belt to Cody Rhodes. They have a history. They have some story. And, well, I think that that's a pers perfect person to have Cody Rhodes beat. There is legacy. There is history. There is a name with Randy Orton. And like I said, you know, we can have Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes down the line. And that's more of a legacy win. But I do think that Cody Rhodes will be ending his story at WrestleMania and doesn't necessarily need to be against Roman Reigns. But again, this is all speculation and hearsay because who knows what the plan for The Rock actually is. Then when we take a look at what's happening in AEW, I said it off the top of the show. I don't know about you, but AEW really felt refreshed this week. It felt different. I really feel like they've been scrubbed from that CM Punk stink and all the controversy that we saw throughout the summer leading into All In and Punk getting fired and all that. I really do feel that the content of the classic was able to help AEW. Um, the content of the classic was amazing. Like, let's just be honest. That was such a fun tournament. So many stories were told. So many stories coming out of the continental classic that we're seeing just start to bloom. And then with Samoa Joe as AEW champion, it's time for a refresh. It's time for a restart. And we'll see what happens with this new undisputed kingdom and Samoa Joe then on the flip side we also have the acclaimed with Billy Gunn possibly having this weird friendship with Bullet Club Gold the fact that Bullet Club Gold is being treated like faces right now is very very interesting but who is going to be the first person to face Samoa Joe at Revolution I don't know just yet is it's is it going to be Warlow you know one of the strangest parts of Adam Cole introducing the United Undisputed Kingdom is the whole issue with Warlow and him saying that Warlow's going to win the belt and he's just going to hand it to me. Was that too early of the seeds being planted of Warlow being uh, leaving the group? You know, as we said on the Dynamite review and Dax brought up a great point, this is very similar to the way that Samoa Joe was used in Ring of Honor 20 years ago. So is this going to be marrying that story? And then we have the retirement of Sting. Who is Sting going to face? You know, it's easy to say that it'll be Darby Allen, 
But is there a chance that we see Goldberg facing off against Sting in a double retirement match? You know, Goldberg did just recently complain in interviews that Vince kind of screwed him over that retirement match. So we'll see exactly what happens over in AEW, but it honestly does feel refreshed. And speaking of refreshes, we have TNA, total nonstop action, coming back this weekend as they have their hard-to-kill pay-per-view emanating from Las Vegas. Some great matchups there. Are you excited for the return of TNA? We'll see what happens. Is this going to be much of the same? Is this going to be any different? Well, the roster really is looking pretty good right now for TNA. They've signed some new uh, wrestlers. Uh, we have Alex Hammerstone actually facing Josh Alexander. That's going to be a heck of a match. Um, you know, we have the Women's Ultimate X match, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we have the grizzled young veterans making their debut for TNA. Honestly, TNA has a lot to prove. Sins of the father, right? Like, let's just, a lot of people still haven't fully forgiven TNA for a lot of what's happened. But I'm going to maintain an open mind here. Let's go into this weekend and see what TNA does. And, well, we'll take it from there. So it's TNA's job to keep me as a viewer, as a fan. And, well, those are the big three here. I can talk about MLW. I can talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we will be talking a lot more about those other promotions. MLW just had a great pay-per-view over this past week where we saw the return of Matt Riddle. It was an excellent matchup as he went up against Jacob Fatu. You know, we also have New Japan Pro Wrestling giving us an excellent Wrestle Kingdom 18. Again, one weekend. And we've already seen some possible match of the year contenders from all promotions. So 2024 is going to be a very inter interesting time. But I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the listeners. One of the best ways to get a hold of us is by joining our Facebook group. And the best way to do that is by going to Facebook and searching for SNME Radio and joining the group. Every week we have feedback. You'll also be able to join the new and revamped Patreon because I do want to do things. That include you, the listener. You can also leave all of your feedback by emailing us at contact radio at gmail.com. That's contact radio at gmail.com. We're going to be bringing back a lot of that listener interaction that made this show great. It's a little different without the quote unquote live show, but we are going to be doing a few things over the next week to really help with that. But. Here we are talking all this wrestling. So I'm going to be bringing on board the SME roundtable right after this break. And we're going to be chatting some TNA, some New Japan Pro Wrestling, and some AEW along with sprinkling of WWE. So leave it locked in here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event Group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial vehicles, and heavy equipment are available. Plus, travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs, and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers, and public insiders. For more information, visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And we are Back on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you've been listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. And it's that time of the week where we gather the hosts from around the network, and we chat about the week that was and the week that will be 
wrestling and like i've been talking about all week we're only one week in and man a lot is happening so for this week's round table i have gathered brad the dad one of your fellow smack daddies hello friends eric b a raw and impact well man you do the lord's work you really do watching raw and impact <laughs> each and every single week so eric b welcome back to the show hey Come on, the listeners voted it as the number one show of last year, guys. So I am not doing the Lord's work with Raw, but with Impact, eh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. What's going on, folks? And we're going to be introducing <laughs> you to the latest member of the SNME crew. He's going to be chatting with Melball here and there, depending on when the shows come out. And we're, he's going to be chatting all things Japan. He's going to be enlightening us into the world of Japanese wrestling. And that is Andre C. all the way from Edmonton. Andre, number one, welcome to the show and welcome to the team. Hello, thank you for having me, for bringing me on board of the team. I'm very happy to be here. Longtime fan of you guys, so happy to be part of it. Excellent. So quickly, talk about what you and Mel are going to be doing here on the network. Uh, so yeah, we've been covering Japanese wrestling for about a year and a half now uh, on our, our YouTube network and Andre Melball Wrestling Talk. So partnered up with you guys and we'll be covering new japan's like a lot of the bigger shows that go on the tournaments things like that same with uh stardom you talk about the big shows there then i've become a big stardom fan this last couple of years and just some just incredible professional japanese wrestling out there that we need people need to talk more about so that's why we do it agreed and you know what we're going to kick things off with some new japan pro wrestling it's Probably two of their bigger shows of the year with Wrestle Kingdom 18 and Wrestle Dash the next day, which is always kind of like a refresh. It's kind of like the Raw after WrestleMania type thing where things are always happening. So, Andre, real quick, what did you think of the two shows this past week? Uh, I actually had a great time. So I watched New I watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom live. I was messaging with you throughout the night, man. It, it, it's one of those shows where it. As the show, as Wrestle Kingdom built, it reinvigorated me throughout the night because it's the middle of the night, and I've been up for probably twelve hours when that show started, and it just—it's it, one of those shows that just kept getting you hyped, more hyped, and more hyped, and more hyped as it went, and just really good, really good show. And then New Year's Dash was just like again, it's the reset show. It feels like just their normal tour shows, but with a couple big matches at the end there, but and the KOPW title, that travesty of a belt. <laughs> it keeps, but it keeps getting a lot of appreciation within New Japan Pro Wrestling. I personally don't understand it, but it is what it is. Honestly, the biggest shock for me, and again, maybe this is because I've been a fan of Naito for so long, and I've seen so much disappointment, and that's Naito beating Sonata for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. What's your take on that, Andre? Uh, I think absolutely phenomenal. I'm watching the show, and I'm like, I, I have been... A negative about Sonata's title reign. I found he's been very lackluster in his, like, he, he's very good in the ring. There's no denying how good Sonata's ring. It's just as a presence, he doesn't, he didn't seem to have it in this reign. And I'm happy it went to Naito because, again, if the rumors are true, this, the, he's on his last legs of the, his main run. So to give him one last title run here and hope, I'm hoping it's Suji to take it from him because I think that Suji would be the strongest. Like he get pass the torch to the neck to the guy the next leader of his team that way. Hmm. I could for sure see that, Brad. I see that you're uh, you're in agreement. What do you think about that? I I think that would be a great way to set up the future. Although I think Sonata got a lot out of that loss. We saw more emotion in the post match with Sonata crying on the apron and then coming back when Evil interfered. And I think the fans were actually there for the roll call more than anything else on that show. And they almost took it away from them. And Sonata made the save. But he he was Naito. Like, he had that emotional experience where he is disappointed that he lost the title. And now it's his road to redemption. And I hope this he gets away from, like, he, gets on, he becomes a man on his own that rebuilds himself so that he can, you know, maybe he's actually the one long-term that will be a replacement. If he can find the emotion that he had in that post-match, he has it in him. It's just we didn't see it during this run. I mean, Boris, does he, could that be a glimpse into our future? Oh, 
quite possibly, quite possibly. It's so hard to tell, right? Especially with these shows. I, I think as the next tour kind of starts fleshing itself out and we start seeing more uh, more of the card, we'll be able to kind of tell where we're going to go from here up until the New Japan Cup, which usually happens around March, April. So we'll see exactly what happens there. Another thing I wanted to talk about was Will Ospreay. It was announced that Will Ospreay's last match as a New Japan pro wrestler, wrestler is going to take place at the New Beginning in Osaka on Sunday, February 11th. As it seems to be a gang war in a steel cage, which it's been years since New Japan has brought us a steel cage. Andre, what do you think of that? I can't wait, dude. That's again, I think it's almost a perfect send off for him. Uh, just to get go out and, and just just a giant in a essentially a giant brawl is almost fitting to send him away. And it's it's always seemed that Feb, that shows in February seem to send guys out of New Japan because again, it's like, I know it's when the contract expires and everything. But like, I think I'm even I'm more excited for actually Okada and Osprey at Battle in the Valley than I am for the cage match personally to see those guys just go one on one one more time just to have that and first time on American soil. I think that's where I'm really excited with him finishing up his run. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a very good card. It's really shaping up to be a good card. We'll talk about that more, not only on your show, Andre, but here on the main show as well on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Network. We're going to flip the page. We're going to talk some TNA wrestling because in just six days, TNA is back. Eric B., you cover TNA each and every single week here on the network. What's your take? Are you excited? Are I do. You kind of man. Let's, uh, let's, let's discuss. Well, listen, I'll I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not super excited about the return, and I was very excited about it when it was first announced. Um, the reason why I'm not too excited about it thus far is because it seems, especially for Hard to Kill, we're not really getting any meat to the bones. We're just getting images of matches that we're going to get. We're getting some new talent, a lot of talent that we're very, very, um, you know, we already know very well. We know what they can do. Um, I don't want to say that they've already shown the best that they can do because a lot of them are still developing, but I just don't see any, and I'm using the term again, meat to the bones to this pay-per-view. I wish that it was a, a huge, big return. Uh, a lot of the tickets are still available online as well. I searched that up before we started the show today. So it seems like it's not only myself who's kind of on the fence about this return. Um, also, a point was made as we were talking before the show that there has just been clip shows for the past weeks. And it's really reminding us what was so good about the old TNA and making me question, can the new TNA even match it? That's exactly it. You bring up a great point. Brad, what are your thoughts on that? Can this new TNA bring back the legacy of what made TNA special 20 years ago i would like to say yes but i'm not as hopeful not just because of the clip shows but even things like little tropes they're going to bring in a big talent this might this might be the biggest signing ever in tna history and that's not possible they once had hulk hogan and rick flair and mick foley and all of these legends and yes they were all past their prime but they're not bringing somebody like that in. At least I really hope they're not bringing Hulk Hogan in for his last run, brother. But who knows what they're going to do. And I just, I would like to see this dude to do that, to see them go to glory. But my feeling on this is that they're going to become like a good developmental territory. I mean, Boris, we're already seeing it right now. There's a ton of people that have jumped out or are leaving uh, TNA wrestling like the virtuoso showed up on Wednesday night as for dynamite and yep. if you're building a new company why are you letting some of your top talent go yeah that's that's just the part that's really hurting right and, and again it seems to be a lot of the old that made impact well the joke of the wrestling business it seems to be happening again but again you know what I said it you know, during segment two, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt for now but it's on TNA to prove to me why I should keep watching their product andre what's your take on tna again it's they've got some pieces if they really they have wrestlers and pieces to really build off if they want to but just going off the last few years they've worked some guys up and then they fall off they work some guys and it just it's never consistent nobody ever, and they never get like they haven't been able to get that spark and there's guys like Bay and Austin, they shouldn't be a tag team anymore. Those each should be 
working on their own in, in the singles division. Like I, I love me some Josh Alexander, man. I think that guy is incredible. And that's who this company should be building their, their, themselves around. He's the modern day Kurt Angle. Like he needs to be the focal center point. He needs to be the guy on top of the title. But it's it, not that Alex Shelley isn't a, is a bad champion. It's just you need a focus. And the way they're going right now, uh, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view. It'll be the first pay-per-view I've paid for from them for in a long time. But I'm just not sure where they're going. Agreed 100% with you. You know, just to remind everyone, it will be Alex Shelley versus Moose this Saturday uh, at Hard to Kill. And Josh Alexander is going to be facing Alex Hammerstone, which is going to be a great match. But Andre, to your point, I kind of feel like Josh Alexander should be in a much bigger position in the sense of kind of leading the way for TNA. He should be that poster boy for TNA. And right now with the possibility of moose even getting the belt back i'm just like where are we going direction wise what do you think eric i i just think that they completely lack direction right now um especially with that title if you ask me that title should be entirely vacant going into this whole new rebranding of tna and there should be some type of grand tournament or something that feels more important than just changing the logo on the title because yes there's talks online of the new belts looking nice and being great and that's fine and dandy but who who really cares about that ultimately moose and alex shelley that is not a main event match and i hate to say that because i love alex shelley and moose has done so much for impact and for tna but He's just not the guy, and Josh is so clearly the guy. He's been back for a while now. I just wish that we were looking at something that was involving Josh in that main title picture, and I couldn't agree more with the point that was made about Ace and uh, Ace and Bay. They just need to part ways. They needed to part ways before their last title run, and now we're on another title run with them. I just don't know what we're doing, man. I don't know what we're doing, and I want to see it work out for them. I really do. So there you have it. It honestly does sound like TNA has a lot of work to do to win us back as viewers. But you know what? I, like I said, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that starts this Saturday, January the 13th, Hard to Kill, Las Vegas, Fight TV, ImpactWrestling.com. Order the pay-per-view from there. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be chatting some rock, some stories, some Roman Reigns, some AEW, and so much more. So we want to leave it locked in here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Hey there, friends, listeners, and newcomers. This is Eric B., and I am the host of the Impactful Podcast. On the Impactful Podcast, we're going to break down everything Impact Wrestling each week. That includes everything that goes on in the background, everything that happens on TV, and everything that you're hearing on the news and social media. So please join me each week and live life impactfully. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and we are still joined by the SNME Roundtable, and joining us this week is Brad the Dad McKinnon, Eric B., and the newest addition to the SNME crew, Andre C., and we've been chatting some TNA and New Japan Pro Wrestling, so that leaves us to chat some WWE and AEW, and this past Monday on Raw, we got the little return is it long term? Is it short term? Well, I'm going to turn that over to the round table. And that person that's back is The Rock. Brad, what's your take on The Rock coming back? I was like a 
teenager again. And I was the right age when the Attitude Era came around. I was gathering with my nerdy friends in the library, talking about pro wrestling on Mon on Tuesday mornings. And I felt like that kid again. The Rock came out. I was kind of almost dozing on my couch after a long weekend of work. And I jumped out of my seat and I was yelling. And I think to the point that I woke up people in my house. It was great. It was exciting. Um, <laughs> Cody Rhodes' story is going to go on for like five more years, right? Like, we're just going to get hosed. Poor Cody, right, Boris? Yeah, you know, here's the thing, though, right? And I've seen some discussion happening on the Facebook group, which you can find by searching SNME Radio on Facebook, where there's actual people who think that Cody Rhodes should go back to AEW and finish his story there. I personally think that's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people are just starting to get bored, uninterested, upset. I don't know what with the whole Cody Rhodes story. So, Eric, you cover Raw each and every single week. What's your take on what's going to happen with Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, The Rock, Seth Rollins, CM Punk? Oh, man, there is so much going on. It is exactly like that meme that everybody knows with the mom grabbing the child, jumping into the pool, and then at the bottom of the sea, Right now, the bones on the chair is definitely Cody Rhodes. Poor Cody Rhodes. He has been returned. Listen, you're going to win the Royal Rumble. That's great. But then you're going to main event, which you wanted to do. But you're not going to win. Then we're going to put you into a program with Brock for the title. No, it's not going to be for the title. It is just going to be for your legacy and for your pride. So poor Cody Rhodes, uh, like Brad said, that. 5,000-page story is going to continue. He might be adding three or four more chapters to it. But to think that anybody would want this guy to return to AEW is ludicrous. That is absolutely ludicrous. Imagine from all the stories you hear from these guys who leave that company and then go back to the backstage of WWE, it sounds like you're going from an environment that's a little out of control to something that is now a little calmer, a little bit more controlled. So I think Cody's just going to swallow the pill. And uh, man, if you don't give us The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and The Rock is available, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, guys. This is a lot of people have been saying online, we're going back to 2011. And that's what people want right now. They want nostalgia. They want that feels. If The Rock can do it, if he's in shape to do it, and look, he proved he's in shape to do what he did even with gender after that. He's ready to go. This is the match we need. And let's be honest. That is a money match. I don't know about you guys, but WWE is in the business of making money. So why wouldn't they do Rock versus Roman? But here's the million dollar question. Well, the multi-million dollar question. And Andre, this one's going to you. Does that match need a title belt up for grabs? Not even in the slightest. I, If you're doing Rock and Roman, <laughs> like... Roman beating the rock for the title great it's another it's another stamp on his on his insane title run but like just having this one on one without a title you're almost thinking you don't know who wins it at that point right if there's no title line if there's a title on the line they're not putting their title on the rock the rock's not ending roman's reign so like i'd rather see night one cody take a belt and night two you have rock and roman it, it but even that it almost overshadows the the cody match on night one that's the sad part about it all is that it's not the he doesn't even get his real main event of winning the title at the end of mania that's the sad part about it is that no matter what the rock is overshadowing cody rhodes and i think that hurts Brad, does that match need the title? No, it doesn't need a title, but it's going to have the title. And we're all not throwing out the possibility that Hulk Hogan's modern reign will come up at in September. And I was always disagreeing with Greg when it came to the idea that this wasn't going to be Cody's year. If Roman is going to fight Rock, he's going to win. And this story is going to keep going for a while. And maybe that's what it should do. Like, I don't know if they need to have it end at WrestleMania. But the one good thing about the Cody Reigns or Cody Reigns last year was that we ended up with a situation where now, no matter who's wrestling Roman at this WrestleMania, there is a question in my mind at whether Roman's going to win and defend, whether it's Cody, whether it's CM Punk, whether it's The Rock. I think Roman has a chance of coming out of this WrestleMania with a title. And I 
don't want to deal with Greg the day after. <laughs> I agree. That's exactly what I was just thinking as you're saying all of this. But here's the thing, right? And I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the booking of WWE. If anything, they are at least keeping us on our toes because this past Friday night, after a meltdown, after a schmoz, we saw that Nick Aldis announced a four-person match at Royal Rumble for the Universal title between LA Knight, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles. And this now opens up the possibility that Roman Reigns, I don't think it'll happen. But it's a possibility where Roman Reigns will lose the title without even being pinned. Brad, what do you think of that? I would be very excited to have a title change. I don't think it's happening. But boy, oh boy, would I love a title change. It's just, it does give the possibility. Although for me, it makes me wonder if, as we talked about New Japan a segment ago, maybe an ooze from New Japan is going to wander in and be the magical ooze. Uh, Eric said this on one of our, either our best of or worst of show, the magic formula for Roman Reigns. And I'm... Like Eric, you've got to be wanting one of your one of your which oos is coming to help Roman this time. Oh man! Well, we know that it's not Jacob Fatu. We know that he's had his issues, right? Maybe it's Juicy Man. Maybe Juicy makes his way over, or Lance. Uh, there's there's a lot of people that they can throw into that random oos position there. But talking about that four way at Royal Rumble, one thing that it guarantees for me is that all those three other guys that are fighting for it are probably not going to be in the Rumble match. So it almost instantly sets you up for disappointment. Now, that's not guaranteed because even we've seen the champion sometimes enter the match, for example, when Brock did it and almost cleared house entirely. So it's not a guarantee, but it kind of makes me question, will those guys now have a chance to win the Rumble? I, I think that's actually a good thing. And uh, the reason I say that is because if LA Knight is in the Rumble, we have a major problem because the fans want him to be in the WrestleMania main event, but WWE is not ready for that yet. So, Boris, I, I think it's the best, especially if you're going to have someone like Punk win the Rumble or Cody again. You're, you're doing something different. You have to at this point. I don't think anyone in that office wants a repeat of 2015 with Danielson and Roman Reigns. I don't think that's in the books. I don't think that they want that to happen again. But let's be honest, like you're, they're putting themselves in a very weird and awkward situation because they're that titles, both title scenes are just so busy right now. And we haven't even talked about CM Punk and his main event spot at WrestleMania. Who knows if it's going to happen? We're going to be chatting that and so much more as we get closer to Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and even Elimination Chamber here on the show. But let's talk about some AEW. AEW, new world champion in Samoa Joe. We, we're seeing a few new things over the past week. Andre, is it fair to say that AEW feels a little refreshed over the past week? I think so. Like, if it, it, it's not... It's not where it needs to be, but I thought this week was a good restart. It was the first show of the year that gave us a, di a different feel. Like it, it didn't, it didn't overshadow with a lot of stuff. I found, at least for Dynamite, because I watched it live. I actually watched it live in my whole full night of wrestling. Um, it, 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 it felt like a good starting point to bring them back, but. There's a lot of work to do. The Devil storyline, at least they've righted the ship a little bit with his, which is with his promos, with the promo and giving some justification to it. But there's still a lot of work to do. Where you go with Wardlow, with this title picture, where we go, how how does, I think Joe is a perfect champion to lead them through it because he's. We all have our nostalgia for Joe, but he still feels fresh. Yeah, Brad, what do you think of this week of AEWTV, and does it feel fresh to you? Is that CM Punk stink finally off AEW? It felt, it felt a lot like it this week, and it felt like we were starting a new season, and that was definitely needed in AEW because we had new people return. I mean, Private Party being back in the tag team scene just refreshes it, reminds me very much of the early days of AEW, and just all of the changes. It was very... It was different, but good, and in, a, in the best way. My hope is that they um, they can avoid some of the controversies, and one of the best ways to do that is just keep some of those parties off TV. Like, the Young Bucks are away for a while. Hangman's moved into this thing with Swerve, and I'm going to say the elephant in the room. And until things are sorted with Jericho, I don't. I was so happy not to see him this week. It, I just, he, 
he's just it's awkward like i don't and i don't want to get into the controversy around it i just it's awkward seeing him and it just makes me uncomfortable so yeah like i i think bringing in new talents using the characters that are there and elevating some of the people like wardlow being in that faction really helps because i think he has been criminally misused during his run and needs a push yeah, this is the perfect way to change things up for him. But again, you know, you're already planting the seeds early on that there is going to be a issue between Adam Cole and Warlow. So this, again, reminds me of Samoa Joe's original character back 20 years ago in ROH. We'll see where we go from there. Eric, last question of the week is going to you. Sting's retirement match is fast approaching. Who do you think it's going to be up against? Oh, I've I've already thrown this out to you like 20 times, so you know exactly what I'm going to say. You shouldn't have even asked me this question, Boris. You should have just given me my answer. But I feel like the only suitable retirement match for Sting is going to be against Darby. Sting was really brought into this company to help um, raise Darby to another level. Darby is super over with the fans, and he's done that on his own too. But just even having Sting there as his backup, his tag team partner, trios matches with him, all of these different things that they've done together has only benefited his career. They are such good friends in real life too. Um, I just got to throw that out there. So many people have thrown out, hey, Darby is Sting's son. He's not actually Sting's son, guys, but (laughs) they do have a very good relationship. And I think that Darby is the only suitable person to set him off. Eric, I agree with you, but like I said earlier in the show, I don't know why my head is starting to turn in the direction of someone like a Goldberg, and they're both going to be having their retirement match. But we can talk about that on the Facebook group. All you need to do is search for S Enemy Radio on Facebook, join the group, be part of the conversation, and it is that time of week where we have been talking wrestling for an entire hour, so we have to bid farewell and just remember that Sunday night's main event here is powered by podstars.net get ready to take your podcasting career to the next level with podstars.net it's a talented passionate community that's going to give you the opportunity to interview top professionals from a variety of industries where they're going to be sharing their insights and experiences with your audience plus everyone's going to have access to the exclusive celebrity catalog featuring some of the best in the business both new and established the best part of it all is that it's all free to join and as a member of podstars you can choose from the catalog of celebrities to interview and if you're interested and want to go that added mile for a monthly fee of only $8.99 you can upgrade to the community plan where you have a completely different and exciting catalog full of some of the best experts in their fields today you're also going to have access to the entire catalog it's a great way to start to invest in your podcast as you're going to save time and money by being able to book guests from just one platform with an expansive catalog that's constantly being added to so why wait join www.podstars.net now and start exploring everything that they have to offer you're not going to miss out on this opportunity to elevate your podcast career and be part of an exciting community so don't wait and join right now go over to www.podstars.net and that's podstars with a z or a z at the end depending on where you're listening it has been a great week here and as always we're going to be back next week chatting all things wrestling here on tsn radio and the iheart radio news talk networks and just remember thank you so much for listening and most importantly stay tranquilo Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.